You're listening to episode number 30 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to make it easy to lose weight even when you're traveling. I'm master life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. Well, just a few days left until Christmas and just a few weeks left now of this year. It is high time we talk about how to make it easy to lose weight while traveling. And this is the perfect time to talk about it because you are likely going to be in a car or on a plane, maybe on a train. And so I just want to share some thoughts and some tactical tips and approaches to make weight loss easy while traveling. I think we can get hung up on this idea that it's hard to lose weight while we're traveling. And the real reason it's hard is because often we aren't doing realistic diets to begin with. We don't have realistic plans or processes to lose the weight and keep it off no matter what. And so this is a prime example of how weight loss plans typically don't work for us. They do not work long term. And so if you don't have a plan or a process that works with you, no matter what's going on in your life, whether you are moving, changing jobs, starting a family, getting married, whether it's the holidays, you're traveling, you're on vacation, we need a plan that works with us no matter what. Because what happens most often is that we are doing a diet, we're cutting carbs, cutting sugar, doing the thing, we're cutting out all those quote bad foods, we're exercising, we're working out, and we are just trying to eat less and exercise more is what most of us are ultimately trying to follow. And then we find that these circumstances or these things come up. Well, now I'm on vacation. Now it's the holidays. Now we're traveling. Now I'm on a plane. Now I'm in the car. And so now I can't do my diet or now I can't do this process because how we were trying to do it was not sustainable and it did not fit anything that life threw your way. And so this is where we want to get really clear on how we lose weight all throughout the year, whether it's the first of the year, whether it's June, or whether it's the end of the year. The process is the exact same, and the process to lose weight while you travel is the exact same thing, too. We just have it in our minds that it's hard to lose weight while traveling. I can't do the same things. I'm not in control of the menu or where we go to eat or eating out. I can't lose weight and eat out. Somehow we picked up this notion that we can't lose weight while eating at a restaurant as if who makes the food makes such a big difference. No, it doesn't. We still keep the same exact approach. I want to highlight and really talk about how our thoughts are going to impact this thing because the travel, the vacation, the holidays, like that's just a circumstance. The decisions that we make are ultimately what's going to impact whether or not we lose weight. And what's going to impact those decisions are what we're telling ourselves in the moment. So if we retrace the result of weight loss, the weight loss comes from decisions that we're making and the decisions stem from what we are thinking. So if I keep telling myself, it's too hard to lose weight, why bother? It's too small of a change. There's no way that just drinking more water is going to help me this week. Of course, I can't just swap my fries for a salad. I can't make these little swaps. That's not going to work. That's not good enough. These 1% changes, that's not enough. And so all of that is going to fuel me to probably overeat, emotionally eat, overindulge on things, to just say, screw it, I'll start over in the new year. Instead of looking at how do we make the best of this situation and how do we just stay mindful and aware of what's going on, 
we just throw everything out the window. And that's really the issue. That's the crux of it all is I have to be aware of what am I telling myself in the moment. So I have a thought of I always lose weight when I travel and I have evidence to support it. I remember when we lived in D.C. or flew back to California for about, I don't know, a week or 10 days. And I lost a few pounds. I don't remember exactly how much, but I did lose weight. And then about a year and a half later, it was Christmas time. Over the course of a week or 10 days, lost like four or five pounds. So I now started this thought process of, oh, I always lose weight when I travel. It's easy to do. And the reason why it's easy is not because I'm traveling. It's not because I'm eating at a restaurant. It's because of the decisions that I'm making in the moment. So it's thoughts around, am I truly hungry? Have I had enough? Am I satisfied? And then there'll be some other things like there's less access to snacks. So I'm snacking a lot less or I'm very aware of what we're bringing. There's less ice cream. There's less dessert. There's only so much things. If we go out to a restaurant and I have a glass of wine, it's not like I still have this bottle of wine sitting in the house. A lot of times when I travel, I'm out of my normal groove and routine. Often we're going places, we're doing things, there's activities. Sometimes there's sightseeing involved or touring or we're going to check out a city or kind of explore. We might be doing some kind of event. We often are trying new restaurants. We are trying different foods and things, but it's all very fun and exciting. And it's just out of that normal day-to-day groove to where I'm often not thinking about food as much. I'm often moving my body a lot. So there are a variety of factors as to why I have lost weight in the past while traveling. But this works for me because now every time I think about travel, I'm thinking, oh yeah, it's super easy to lose weight when you travel. I have plenty of experience. And my brain goes to work on proving myself and those thoughts true. It's going to look for evidence to support these thoughts. Now, this can also work against you because if you keep telling yourself how hard it is to lose weight, how you always gain weight, how you, or maybe you maintain, you can never lose, or if you keep telling yourself these stories, that's all your brain is going to focus on is all of the negative, all the problems. And we want to start to shift this. I can give you all of the tips and tactics in the world, but if at the end of the day you keep thinking, why bother? It's not good enough. It's never going to work. It's too hard. This isn't worth it. I just want to relax and enjoy. I don't want to miss out. If you keep having these thoughts, none of these tips are actually going to mean anything because you're not going to want to do them. So this is the first piece is to really acknowledge and recognize what we're making it mean and really putting our brain to work in a useful way. So when it comes to the holidays, when it comes to traveling and losing weight, I still follow the basics. So I make a plan for what I'm going to eat. And typically when I'm traveling, I'm doing less of a weekly plan and more of a daily plan. I'm now at the point too where I make really good decisions in the moment, but I still want to have plans around how much am I drinking. I'll still typically stick with two drinks per day and that's it. I'll still look at, okay, what kind of trade-offs am I willing to make today? Do I want to do dessert? What does that look like? I'm really aware and conscious of the snacking, my hunger and satiety. Am I hungry? If I'm not hungry... I don't need to eat. I can go to a restaurant and just hang out with people and drink water or have a cocktail or do something like that. Like don't have to be eating in order to have a good time. Prime example of this. I've got some friends and we are going out to do a mom's night out and we're going to Olive Garden. And I'm thinking, our Olive Garden's not bad. It's also not my favorite restaurant. I could probably think of half a dozen other more unique kind of cool restaurants that I would rather go to. But at the end of the day, It's not about the food. It's not about the restaurant. It's about the people that I'm with and having fun and having a good time. And I can do that no matter where I go. 
in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. I'm really focused on hunger and satiety. I'm really focused on what kind of foods are going to be available. Am I having dessert? Really aware and conscious of how much am I drinking? And then I'm really focused on making sure I get plenty of sleep each night, that I'm staying hydrated and drinking plenty of water, especially when it's cold outside. And I'm typically less thirsty or I don't find myself drinking as much when it's colder like I do when it's warmer. So just being aware and cognizant of that, making sure I'm still moving my body and getting in that daily movement, whether it's a walk or a bike ride, or sometimes it's a hike if we're going to be going out more in nature, you know, just depends on where we're at. Sometimes I'll go and find like a body pump class or a gym and do, you know, weights, do something like that. It's all about figuring out what works for you and just finding those opportunities. And then I'll get into the logistics of how I do things like when I'm traveling by car or by plane or what the details look like. But I always include movement, even on the days when we are traveling, like when we're in the car, when we're getting on a plane, that sort of thing. And the other piece that I want to bring in here, too, in and maybe a sixth basic or a new basic that I want to introduce <laughs> is this idea of self-praise and really validating and praising yourself for the work that you're doing, even for those, quote, little things. So this is something that we typically don't do enough of. And it's really interesting because I've noticed this how I will, I won't praise myself until I get the result. Like I don't, I'm not as good as praising myself for the action as I am for getting a result. I'm not as good at praising myself if I don't, if it's not big enough. I don't praise the little things. I often will discount or think, oh, that's not good enough or it's not that important. It's not that big of a deal. Whereas with my son, with Caleb, who's one, we praise him for clapping his hands, for smiling, for walking, for crawling, for falling down and getting back up. We praise him for trying new things. We praise him for eating. Like we praise him for all kinds of things. And when you think about that, and like for a little kid, especially who's like learning to do stuff, when you want to encourage them to do more of that, you praise them for it. When we want them to keep doing the action that they're doing and we're encouraging them, we're praising them. So when he's learning how to, he he was a pro at climbing up the stairs. Then we were really teaching and working on how do we climb down the stairs and getting down safely. And he's now a master at both. But when he was going down, we would praise him every couple of steps. Yes, good job, buddy. You're, you're doing so awesome. And it's just so interesting. I was thinking about this today because I rarely praise myself like that. And I would say like hardly ever. Let's be real, like hardly ever. I will praise Caleb for the small little things, but that's how my brain works too. Like my brain builds and it feeds off of those small little praises that are constant. And when I want to be doing something more, I need to be praising myself for it. So it's really important that we think about those, think about things in that perspective as well is how much are you praising yourself? So when you go out to eat or and you pick the you pick a healthier option or you decide you're only going to have two drinks and then you stick with those two drinks, are you praising yourself for it? Are you telling yourself, good job, you are doing an amazing job. I'm so proud of you. Like we need to have these conversations. We need to stop looking for other people to validate ourselves and really start to do that for us. I need to do that for myself. That should be my number one project. And it's typically not. It's just not something that it is a is a habit and something I have to be very conscious, aware and aware of. So that is one piece that I will be talking about more in future episodes. 
But as we go into the holidays, think about how you can do that more and praising yourself when you're traveling. If you go into the gas station, you walk out with maybe a sparkling water instead of a soda, or maybe you walk out with water instead of a Gatorade, or you do some like popcorn or maybe do some pop chips or beef jerky or you pick some options instead of a candy bar. It's not that the candy bar is bad, but just like, oh, hey, I'm making some better choices here, depending on what your better looks like. But again, plan. If you like to have that candy bar when you're on a road trip, plan the candy bar, but let's eat it very intentionally. Let's not just say screw it and F it and throw it caution to the wind. We're going to be very smart and intentional with it, just like I'm intentional with my Chick-fil-A. So as we get into the logistics of traveling by car, let's talk about food. (laughs) So I often will bring snacks. Typically I'll bring a meal with me, but if I can't, then I'm Chick-fil-A is often always allowed whenever we're traveling. That's often our go-to travel food. It stinks sometimes because I'd say a lot of times we end up traveling on like a Sunday. (laughs) So we don't get Chick-fil-A like on our way home. But when we are going somewhere, almost always we go to Chick-fil-A and that's a thing. So I love their fries. It's something that I don't have it very often. So it's not a problem. I order a large fry and a grilled chicken sandwich. And I will typically bring different like beef jerky or turkey jerky. I'll have different veggies. So carrot sticks, bell peppers. I'll typically bring bananas. I'll cut up a couple, like an apple or two. I make sure that I have snacks for me. And now for Caleb, now that he's eating more, I'm also making sure that he's got things. But I'm just being smart and intentional with, all right, what do I want to bring on this trip? Usually I'll bring some dark chocolate. I'll bring some mixed nuts. I may bring a protein bar or two just to have that variety of, okay, here are the things that that I like to eat. Putting them into Ziploc bags and pre-portioning snacks instead of having the big giant bag is really helpful. So even though it might seem like a lot, it's good to have a single serving in a bag. For my husband, when it comes to pretzels, I might give him like two or three servings. Like it's, it's okay. He can have a bigger bag. It's not a problem. But I want to look at what's going to make it easy for me. So rather than having a giant gallon size tub of Costco size mixed nuts, I'm going to go for, I might buy it and then I'm going to portion it out. I'm not going to bring the entire tub with me. I want to make some smaller single serving size packs of things that I can just eat very quickly and easily and on autopilot. I just want to be more intentional with it. Or I'm just going to buy the smaller bags. I'm going to buy like the single serving size bags. And yes, you pay a little bit more, but it's not a big deal. Like it's a a dollar more. Like it's, if that, it's, does not make that big of a de- of a difference in the grand scheme of things. So we've got to look at what's going to help me stay on track. Is a dollar worth it to keep me from overeating on, on mixed nuts? Uh, yes. Yes, a dollar is fine. <laughs> it's not a problem. My brain is always looking for how this is not an issue. Don't make things a problem that really aren't or that don't need to be. So we love Chick-fil-A. I also look at planning stops when we're driving specifically. So I look at, okay, what's nearby? I know whenever we are driving out to Georgia, for example, or out that way to visit family, Asheville is often a key place where we will stop. It's like a good middle point to where we can get gas, go to the bathroom, grab some food. I love stopping at Whole Foods and getting their, what is it, the hot food bar. And you can just load up on whatever it is that you like. Like they've got plenty of vegetables. They often have a variety of different meats to pick from. They have a whole salad bar. They have soups. Like there's so much to pick from. Uh, I think it's perfect. I love stopping there. I can get sparkling water. I can get regular water. I can go to the bathroom. I can get like some chocolate or a protein bar or something like that if I want that. I can get some like chips or popcorn or some other kind of like snacky type foods. So there are plenty of options with stopping there. There have been times when 
I think this is when we were driving to Arizona. We stopped outside of Oklahoma City and I was looking at what was like what restaurants were nearby and I found an IHOP that was like two exits up from where our hotel was. So I stopped and I got a veggie omelet. Um, and I was able to call ahead, order takeout, and then it was there and ready for me when I stopped. Super easy. So many restaurants these days do takeout that it's not an it's not an issue. Like you can call ahead. You can you can stop at an actual restaurant. You don't have to just do fast food. So many places make it so easy now to do that. So keep that in mind as well. And then if you are going to do fast food, just plan for it. Like I said, with our Chick-fil-A, like that is just a given. It's on the plan. It's never an issue. And it's not something that I have to stress or worry about. But I'm just mindful and I'm aware and I'm intentional. So if I'm going to eat the Chick-fil-A, I'm going to make sure that I have plenty of veggies. I might bring some like veggie tots or dinner might be a salad if I do the chicken sandwich and fries for lunch. So really just looking at where can I make some trade-offs? Where can I make sure, sure that I'm getting in enough protein, enough veggies, and that I'm like, I feel good about these decisions and what I'm eating and that like physically in my body feels good. When it comes to like drinks, I typically will go with water, sparkling water. I might do like a Powerade or Gatorade Zero. Sometimes I'll grab Propel. I typically stay away from this, from the sodas. In the past, sometimes I've done like, I'll get like a, a Sprite Zero and a sparkling water and I'll mix the two together just so it's a little bit lighter. I find that the sodas feel heavy for me now. That was a gradual shift over time, but I typically have a tea bottle, a coffee, like to-go mug that I bring with me, and then a regular water bottle. So I have a variety of different bottles to where if I wanted to mix something, make dilute it a little bit, I can. Make sure that you have entertainment so that food does not become your entertainment. And I'd say this is a a big one, especially when you're in the car, like on a road trip. Do you have an audiobook you want to listen to? Is there a podcast that you can download? Maybe there's certain music that you want. What can you do to make sure that you are entertained and that you're not reaching for food in order to entertain you or in order to distract you or in order to maybe stay awake, right? This is the thing that we we want to be really aware and conscious of because even traveling by car with all of the different like logistics of finding good food, we still want to be making sure, okay, am I truly hungry when I'm reaching for food or am I just bored? This is often when I'll have mints in the car, I'll have gum, I'll have some different options where I can keep my mouth busy if it's just like mouth hunger or it's boredom. <laughs> it's like I just or if I just want like a flavor hey I've got some gum here super easy this is also where I rely on like the water the sparkling water um, sometimes I'll do like a crystal light lemonade or something like that but just keeping those options open and making sure that you stay hydrated that you don't get dehydrated and it's you know it's one of those things where if you start now, like start drinking water now and your bladder will expand and it's not that you have to stop every hour to go to the bathroom. Once you get into the habit of drinking water, like your bladder will expand and it doesn't feel so uncomfortable. You can go longer between having to use the bathroom. So I can typically go anywhere from three to four hours without needing to stop. Sometimes it's on the the earlier side. Sometimes it's on the later side. It really just depends. But don't use that as an excuse not to drink water, okay? And then with kids, plan, plan. Bring them things to keep them entertained. Bring them snacks. Make sure they have plenty of water. Have backups of everything. And when I'm planning my stop now too, I'm also thinking about what are we going to do to get Caleb out of his car seat? So I am very intentional with we are either going to drive four hours at night and then we're going to stop somewhere and get a hotel and then we're going to keep driving the next day or we're going to 
do the whole trip in one like one day, but we're going to take an hour long stop and we're going to do 30 minutes to like get food, go to the bathroom, gas up, whatever we need there. And then we're going to go to a park or a playground or something. And we're going to go run around for 30 minutes. The dogs can come out. Caleb can come out. He's going to get out of his seat. We're going to get to move around a little bit. He still may not want to go back in his car seat when we go back in. That's just <laughs> likely what's going to happen. But I'm going to give him the opportunity to to get out of that seat and to to move, to have some fun and to not be stressed about it, to not be trying to make time, to not have that like urgent rush of we have to get there fast or we have to get there by a certain time, really making sure that there's not that stress and urgency there. So when traveling, and that's just what I found like when traveling by car works for me. And really it's all about figuring out like what works for you? How are, can you be aware and mindful of these things? For some people, it like works to not take any snacks. It's actually better that they just do one, they eat before they leave. Maybe they stop for lunch. They'll get dinner when they get there, like at night. And there are no snacks in the car and you just alleviate that need. Oh, because it makes it easy to say no when there's nothing to eat. <laughs> if you're like, oh, hey, I'm bored and I want a snack. That's one way that you can do it too. So really just think about what makes the most sense for you right now. When it comes to traveling by plane, a lot of the same things apply. So when it comes to food, again, I bring snacks, I bring food. And it's mainly because I don't want to pay $40 for a bag of beef jerky and some water. I can't, because I can't bring water with me on the flight, I have to buy it in the airport. I'm going to make sure that I've got money for that water. But for the snacks and stuff, I typically bring that, especially if it's I'm going across country. It's I'm talking about more of these longer flights. Then I make sure that I have a meal. And sometimes I order takeout food and I'll just put it in my own like Tupperware or I'll bring the takeout with me in the takeout box. That way it's super easy just to throw away when I'm done eating it. Play with it. Figure out what works for you. But again, like having some good veggie snacks, some fruit just makes it super easy. Now, don't forget, there are a lot of airports have restaurants. They've got good, like healthy snacks these days. A lot of gas stations have healthy snacks. So again, it comes down to what decision are you making in the moment? So you could go into a gas station and get like string cheese. You can get mixed nuts, jerky, protein bars, protein shakes, fruit, veggie sticks, cheese and crackers, or like like adult Lunchables. Like there's all kinds of good stuff these days. So don't let that deter you even if you um, like that's what you have to work with. Okay, you can still find good options when you're in the airport. I think things are like overpriced. But well, that's the trade off. I either bring stuff with me or I pay a little bit more. Or I just don't eat and I go without and I go hungry. That's also an option if you want it. But again, make sure you bring entertainment and bring things to do. I tend to get very motion sick. So that's why I just said like things that you can listen to. You can bring a book, you can bring magazines, you can bring work to do. I just am so sensitive to to get and I get motion sick in the car and on a plane. I'm very focused on what can I listen to and stay entertained. So a lot of times that is like the music. Sometimes we'll listen to YouTube videos, audiobooks, podcasts, things like that. Like that for me is like where it's at. But again, like whether you're on a plane or in the car, like same thing, plan for the layover. How much time do you have? A lot of times I'll make sure that I have snacks and water for the entire flight, like eat for both flights. That way, if I don't have enough time and on a layover, it's not an issue. And again, same thing with the kids of like plan for them, plan for the unexpected, plan for there to be mishaps. I'm going to plan on making sure that we have that I'm going to try and time Caleb's poops of like, all right, he's going to go in the morning and then we're going to leave. And then he'll probably go again in the afternoon after lunch. So I know, okay, we're going to go somewhere. We're going to eat. Then we're going to play and hopefully he poops, <laughs> but we might get on the road and 30 minutes later, we're going to have to pull over again because he's got a dirty diaper, right? I'm going to have this plan of, okay, here's how 
uh, I intend to do things, but I also am aware that things are not always going to go to plan and it'll be, there will be at least one issue that will come up over the course of the day. Like it's not a problem. And that's what I just keep reminding myself. It's not a problem. It's totally okay. So when it comes to traveling and eating out, again, I follow my same food rules of like, I eat off a plate and not out of a bag. I eat, like, I really focus on what is a portion size? How much am I eating? Am I getting in enough veggies and protein at each meal? On average, I'll have two drinks per day. So that's the same thing when I'm going out to eat, when I'm at a restaurant. And I follow the same basics around, I plan what I'm going to eat. I look at the menu ahead of time if we're going out to a restaurant and I'll look at, okay, what do they have? So when we go to Olive Garden, for example, I already know they have the salmon with, I think it comes with broccoli. I will likely get that. They also have a chicken dish and and I didn't even look at their soups and salads, but hey, I've got three options to pick from in terms of what I might be in the mood for, for dinner. And that's good, right? Like I go into it with the plan, even if I've got options. There's nothing wrong with giving yourself some options because it, it still keeps your brain focused. So really, again, going back to these five basics and making sure that these still they still apply to restaurants. And again, I am not restricting any other time of year. So there is no need to binge, to overeat, to overdrink, to think that I can't get it again some other time. So I really focus on, am I hungry? Yes or no. And what are my excuses and justifications and permission-giving thoughts to eat when I'm either not hungry or to eat beyond the point of being satisfied? So again, with no restriction, it's okay for me to say no to things. It's actually really interesting. We went out to eat a few weeks ago and we went to a Mexican place and I overate on my salad. I had a taco salad. And we had some chips and salsa and guacamole to start. And then I was helping Caleb with his food and making sure that he was eating. And then I was nibbling off of his plate. And then I had my salad. And the salad had the hard shell taco crust or like bowl. And so my thought was, this isn't going to taste as good tomorrow. So I should probably eat at least some of it now. And it just flew under the radar. It was something that I caught later that night. And I only overate maybe three or four bites, but I still noticed like, oh, I probably didn't need those last few bites. Like I probably could have saved more of this than I did. Without shame or judgment or making it any kind of problem, just recognizing and realizing, oh, you know what? That's what I told myself was it's not going to taste as good tomorrow. So I should probably eat it now. Versus reminding myself, hey, I can come and get a taco salad any day I want. Anytime I can have this. Being aware of overeating when it just tastes so good. Being aware of when we are telling ourselves we only get this once a year. Or maybe I can't come back and get this. Maybe this is a local restaurant and we don't have it at home. So just being aware and mindful of am I truly hungry? And where is the restriction coming in? Because a lot of times we say screw it because of the restriction of like, can't stick with my diet. I can't stick with my normal plan or I don't want to have to hassle. I don't want to worry about it. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be restrictive. I don't want to miss out. We're often restricting in other areas as well as food throughout the year. And so we just want to be mindful and aware of how we're making it harder on ourselves to lose weight in general, because it does not have to be hard, complicated, burden, an issue to lose weight while we're traveling. Again, we just really want to be dialed into our hunger and satiety and really looking at what decisions am I making in the moment. And because we make most of our decisions in the moment from our habit brain, we want to take the decision making and make that ahead of time. That's why I recommend we make plans, even if it's a daily plan or even if you're making it for the meal to come. Hey, for lunch, we're going out to this restaurant. Cool. Let me look at the menu and make up my make a decision ahead of time. Or let me go and and decide what I'm going to have for dinner a few hours early. Or if you're like 
uh, I don't know if they're still doing buffets or anything like that. I was going to say back in the day when I would go to the casino with my grandpa and we would go to the buffet, I always know like I get some veggies and I get protein and that's the core thing, like the main source of what I'm eating that day. And then I'll add in some other little things that I want to try. So it's the same kind of approach here, though, that I take with food any other time of year, whether I'm cooking it or somebody else's. This is how we make it easy to lose weight while traveling. And it all stems from having a process that works for us no matter what, like all throughout the year. If you've had a process in the past where maybe you felt like you couldn't maintain it while traveling or it felt very restrictive or you just wanted to say screw it if you had to give up your favorite foods or there was a lot of like effort eating and or even just thoughts of this isn't good enough this isn't going to make as big of an impact as I want or I'm not going to lose enough weight this month or this week so why bother I'll just start again next month that's just what we want to be on the lookout for all right I hear little man breaking down outside (laughs) poor guy He is having a rough time. He has at least two, if not like all four molars coming in right now. He's got two on the bottom that are are coming in. He's going through a new like brain leap. I'm pretty sure he's going through growing pains because his legs have definitely gotten longer. And uh, yeah, he's just having a rough time. Poor guy. But that said, it can be easy to lose weight while traveling. It can be easy to make your weight loss process fun. All right. It is possible to make it easy, to make it effortless and to make this just become a part of who you are and how you do things. So this feels really easy for me because I've been doing it for so long now. It becomes more natural the more that we practice it. There are things that I have to work on and be more intentional and conscious of. So for just as an example, I'm really working on how do I own my emotions and allow other people to own their emotions? It's something that I talk about. It's something that I teach on. It's something that I've been able to implement in some areas of life. And I'm looking at how do I implement it in other areas of life, which means that I'm going to catch it like after the fact. I'm going to have to look back and look at, oh, here's what was really happening. Oh, okay. Let me try again. <laughs> and I might get it right one time and I'll probably get it wrong a few more times. But again, with each of those times, I'm going to learn more and more about how I want to do this. So the, the reason why that I can you know, say this about travel and weight loss is because I've had ex- so much experience with this. been traveling internationally since I was like 15. been traveling across the country like at least once a year for years now. It's not a problem unless we make it a problem. So we really just want to look and give ourselves the opportunity to look for how do I make this easy? How do I make this fun? How do I make this natural? Just like we look at, oh, how do I just tune into my body and listen for true hunger? That could be the only thing that you do while you're traveling is just really listen for hunger and satiety. And that's it. And that would be amazing. Maybe all you do is just make sure you get in a minimum of 65 ounces of water a day. Maybe you just really focus on sleep. Maybe you're changing time zones and you're like, you know what? I really just want to get my sleep down and in a good pattern. You can just focus on one thing this week and allow that to be good enough. All right. If you'd like some help with this, whether it's traveling for work, whether it's vacations, whether it's holidays, or just really creating a process that works for you no matter what is going on in life, no matter what circumstance life throws your way, then I would love to chat. So you can schedule your free consult at bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. You'll find my calendar. It'll give you dates and times where you can pick something that works for you. And we'll spend one hour really diving into where you are now, where you want to be this time next year, and 
I'll help you craft a roadmap for what that looks like and how you can create the result that you want so that you can create the body and the life that you crave because we want both. We often think that the body is what's going to change everything, but we have to focus on creating the life that we want, which means that we've got to look at things like relationships and other people, our careers and jobs, kids, things like that. We get so caught up in allowing other people to dictate our thoughts or our emotions that really learning how to own that is going to be create so much freedom and so much power for you. So if you need some help in creating that in this next year, then I would love to chat. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you have a fabulous weekend and I can't wait to talk with you next week. Here's to creating the body and life you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.